أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على سيدنا ونبينا أبي القاسم المصطفى محمد وآله الطاهرين As I look in this book I just feel bad that I'm sitting up here talking about these things uh, I'm not a person to talk about the stages of akhlaq so what we're doing is we're just covering what he, Ayatollah Jawadi, and others have said. So I'm just sitting up here because I know Farsi. And the book is in Farsi, okay? Or else there's no, there's no reason for me to be up here. <clears throat> Last week we uh, started this, inshallah, this little blessed session we have. And... Um, I went through the whole book and the whole table of contents and the three sections that we have in this book the first being some of the obstacles of uh, Sayr and Suluk the obstacles of spiritual wayfaring talked about Akhlaq itself that Akhlaq is a term that has different usages it's used for different meanings but in here in the title of the book it's referring to spiritual wayfaring not just etiquettes and manners or adab. So the first section has to do with the obstacles of such a spiritual wayfaring. Not all the obstacles maybe, but some of the main ones. And some of the details in that regard. And then sec second section had to do with the solutions that he offers or the ways a person can get rid of some of these obstacles. And to kind of this is not a good way of saying it, but clean up the slate that we'll talk about more today. Cleaning up the slate so that things can actually stick to the slate, if you know what I mean. So a person can grow. And then finally, the maqamatul urafa, the final part where I might even just not go on into because, you know, it's too much for me to talk about. Maybe you should learn Farsi and read it yourselves. This book has not been translated into any other language from, my, from what I know. Maybe Urdu, uh, but not... Maybe Arabic as well, but not English, definitely. Has it been Urdu? No? You don't know? Okay, so the first section starts with Ghafla. The first obstacle he speaks about is Ghafla. And it makes sense logically, Ghafla. Why? Let's talk about this a little bit. Ghafla means negligence. We all have this word in Urdu, Arabic, Farsi. We all have this word. Ghafla means to neglect something. I said there's a difference between neg neglecting something and forgetting something. Negligence, you just pass by something. You are so careless, so heedless that you don't even notice that there's something going on. Nisyan, on the other hand, forgetfulness means that, no, something you, you might have registered as important, yet you forgot about it. Okay, that's different. Negligence, though, in this day and age especially, and I don't like saying in this day and age because... We're sitting here now looking at the past and we're like, oh, the distractions now are more. No, now it was a red sports car, back then it was a red-haired camel, right? This is just how it's been. And the same way, we'll laugh at that now. Oh, who cares about a red-haired camel? The angels are laughing at us right now. Who cares about a red car that needs gas, needs its tires changed, needs oils, its oil to be taken care of? Well, all of this before Elon Musk destroyed the market. Yeah, and then these uh, Teslas came in. But anyway... The angels are just going to laugh at us the whole time. Just like how we laugh at the past. So anyway, 
the world we live in, just as how the dunya is, and that's why you love God so much, and God is so awesome because He's so smart, that He puts us in the middle of all this. Ghafla takes over. Ghafla takes over. There's so many flashy things that will cause us to forget and not understand and acknowledge the importance of what we're here for. That's the whole struggle. If someone can get rid of this ghafla, as a matter of fact, and all of its levels of ghafla, I don't think they need to worry too much anymore. So the ghafla just keeps coming in, keeps coming in. That's why Salat is there every day. And that's why every year we have the fasting. Every year, every day we're encouraged to recite Quran and reflect on the Quran and so on. And also dhikr. These are all things we'll talk about later. But he, Ayatollah Jawadi Amuli, this is how he starts the whole thing. He says, let's first talk about why we even need to discuss these obstacles. And I think it's very clear why we need to discuss these obstacles. Two things he really gets into here, doesn't spend too much time on. Number one, he says, for raf' and daf' of these radha'il akhlaqiyah. Radila, plural radha'il, means those uh, bad bad things, those bad characteristics of a person. Razileya akhlaqi in Farsi we say. Um, that's what it means. These raza'il, these funguses and these filths are obstacles. Raza'il with a ra and a dal zal. Radila or radha'il. Or we have this. Huh? No, no, it has nothing to do with that. In the Quran we also have. Uh, that, that they told Prophet Nuh that the we see that only the Arvalun are following you. Arvalun. It comes from the same root once again, which, which means like the lowly dirtiness, dirt, lowly ones, the dirty ones, that kind of thing. Prophet Nuh, why should we follow you? Arvalun. While the only ones who are following you are the ones who are Arval. Yeah, so it's the same root. So Ra, Dal, and Lam. These Radha'il Akhlaqiyah. This is a term you'll see a lot in akhlaq, uh, in, in this uh, discipline of akhlaq, and this science of akhlaq, that the first step is to get rid of these radha'il. So the question is, if I want to get rid of them, I have to have knowledge of them first. Yeah? So it's logical that I learn about those first. So I do daf' or raf' of them. I'm going to be using a lot of terms, okay? I'm sorry. Daf' versus raf' Raf means to remove something. Daf means to not let something even come. These radha'il, akhlaqi radha'il, these bad characteristics and traits, some people have them. If they want to wayfare and be uh, spiritual wayfarers, they have to remove these and do raf of these impurities. Daf is to push back? Yeah, daf means to push, raf means to lift up and remove something. Okay. And so, either daf, if I don't have those to begin with, I need to know them so that they don't come and stick to me. And if I'm in a worse situation where I actually have them, to do raf of them, to remove them. Not knowing these terms that I use is fine, okay? Don't get caught up in the terms. I'm just using them just so I sound like I know what I'm talking about. Or else, get, you have to get what is being said, which is very clear, I think. But yeah, since he's approached it as a science, I'm approaching it as a science. As I said last week, the akhlaq might be a science when we put it in a book. 
But akhlaq is two things. The wajib and haram, and once you take care of that, add some mustahabat that Allah likes. That's what akhlaq is. Spiritual growth actually happens through these. Alright. So daf and raf as a result of my knowledge of these radail akhlaqiyah. There's another thing that you have here as well. That is takhliya and tahliya. These are also terms that are used a lot. A lot. That look, in the beginning of that path that you want to go on, you have to do takhliya first and then tahliya. Takhliya comes from khulub. Do you have this word in Urdu? Yeah. Khali? Or takhliya? What does that mean? That means you empty something. Khalwa, isolation, emptiness. We have this in Arabic and Farsi as well. Okay? It says, look, you want, if you want to do takhliya, you have to know what these radail are, what these bad traits are, what these obstacles are. Or else takhliya, which is the first thing that happens in akhlaq and spiritual wafering, won't happen. Takhliya means to empty. If you want to decorate a tree, but the decorations from last year are stuck on it, what are you supposed to do first? To empty it of and strip it of those bad, uh, those old decorations, so that after that you can do tahliya and give it hiliya. Yes? Tahliya means tazyin, comes from zina. Right? The same way tazyin means to add zina to something, tahliya also means to add hiliya. Hiliya means zinat. Right? The zinat of akhlaq. Alright. So, and there's a point here that I learned from him as well, which was interesting, is that, look, this is all true, he says. So he's quoting others on this. He says, for me to do takhliya so that I can do tahliya later, I have to know what the raza'il akhlaqiyya are. And I do daf or raf of them, so takhliya takes place. He says, all of this is true. And then tahliya happens after. But he says, look, we have to understand one thing, and that is, that when we do this takhliya and empty ourselves of these of the filth, it's not like now we have to start decorating like the Christmas tree example that I gave. No. He says tahliya will automatically start happening itself. Why? Because we weren't born with filth on us, but we were born with zinat in us. فَأَقِمْ وَجْهَكَ لِلدِّينِ حَنِيفًا فِطْرَةَ اللَّهِ الَّتِي he says, Allah has put it in us. It'll automatically be activated. Yes, it's like a, a, it's like a faucet. When you turn on the water, you put your hand in front of that faucet, yes, the water is not coming out. But when you remove your hand, you don't have to do anything else. The water will burst out itself. When it comes to tahliya and actually giving zina to this, the akhlaq of a person or the spirituality of a person, let's call it, that, he says, automatically will happen. So this idea of let us get ourselves to level zero by doing takhliya and getting rid of all the bad stuff so that after that we can start building on zero and go up through takhliya, he says this isn't very accurate. If you remove impurities, you're already above zero percent. This is super important. Why? Because as we grow up, growing up, we, or personally, this is how I was. I was always taught to believe that when I get rid of all the filth, well, which I still haven't, but if you get rid of all the filth, now it's time to add good stuff. No, no, automatically you're up there. You're automatically up there, whether you like it or not. Allah swears by the soul 
that he gave its own taqwa put it in it already it's in there yeah so but that is a basic tahliya yeah but for it to really come out that which Allah has put within us yes there will be some practices as well there will be other things that we have to talk about later inshallah so that's his introduction he says this is why we have to learn about these obstacles but let's start with this ghafla which is the first one it says ghafla and I'm sorry brothers is that we, you know all of you are past these stages but just to get it right theoretically at least that's why we're doing it from really from the from the beginning we're starting from the beginning he says it is the necessary condition this getting rid of ghafla necessary condition for spiritual wayfaring what does that mean ghafla getting rid of it what happens when we get rid of ghafla he says when you get rid of ghafla the outcome of that is that you know that you're naqis. So that which we are not aware of is the fact that we are imperfect. That's what we have to get rid of. Now, people out here will say, we all know we're not perfect, but what are they referring to? Usually they're referring to things that don't even matter in Allah's eyes. Don't even matter when it comes to the purpose of our creation. That's not what you were created for, necessarily to, you know, make this much or have this in life have that in life it's very upsetting very worrying i was watch uh, i see you know every now and then i see some uh, celebrities say this athletes say this that yeah be that type of person that when you wake up in the morning the devil says oh man he's up right why because he's going to be super successful throughout the day the guy who's saying this though is an athlete i'm sorry we were not brought to this world to be, to carry ten times our weight. That's what animals do. How much? How many times? How much times more its weight uh, does an ant carry? How much did they say? Twenty, thirty, hundred, hundred times more than its weight. Animals are very strong. <laughs> so if that was the purpose, if that's what makes Shaitan upset, then uh, Shaitan, the animal kingdom, is really getting on Shaitan's nerves. But that's not the case. No. These poor people, they don't understand. If really feel sorry for them. This is exactly where the ghafla is right here. Not understanding that I'm imperfect. I am naqis and I need to become kamil. I need to become complete. This is not there. If I understand that I am on a journey to become complete, he says two things you'll be, be careful about. One is the provisions for this journey. And two you'll also beware of the thieves along this journey. And you know, this, the title of the book is The Stages of Akhlaq in the Qur'an, right? So he keeps citing verses for his claims as well. لَأَقْعُدَنَّ سِرَاطَكَ الْمُسْتَقِيمِ He says, the verse of the Qur'an lets us know that there is a sirat al-mustaqim that Allah is on. إِنَّ رَبِّي عَلَى الْمُسْتَقِيمِ But at the same time, there's somebody waiting there for us as well. His name is Shaitan. I'm going to be lurking there as well. The point he's trying to make is when you know you're on a journey, you're careful of these things. Versus when you don't know. You don't even know the thief picture pocket. You don't even know you fell behind 20 years by saying one thing. They say, who was it? Which one? I think Imam Khomeini, I think they say that one time when he was speaking, he said man, which means me. And right after he said me, he said, I just fell behind 20 years in my spirituality because I said the word me. There is no me anymore. There isn't supposed to be a me anymore. 
Yeah. Now, if it's if it's Sheikh Amin, for example, when I say that and I know that I fell behind for 20 years, I'll give up right away. These guys get back up on their feet again. You and I, these things are not for us. That's for him who's way up there. Okay. If the story is true, person who's ghafil won't even understand that he fell. Won't even understand that he has to get up. And that's the point he's making here. He goes on, he says another thing, based on one of these du'as that we have in Munajat Sha'baniyah, the famous Munajat Sha'baniyah, which our ulama really stress on. And they say that you don't have to read it just in Sha'ban, you can read it throughout the year, it's so beautiful. It says that this ghafla is also referred to as wasakh. And al-wasakh, wasakh means, in Farsi we say chirk. I don't know what the Urdu would be for that. Chirk means filth. Yeah? When you get stuff under your nails, that's chirk, you know? When you rub your body, excuse me, and like you haven't showered for a while, and then something rolled, that stuff rolls up on you, that's called chirk. Chirk means in Urdu. Let me do it. Huh? Mel. Mel. No. Yeah, the dirt and filth. <laughs> Let's just stick to that word. <laughs> he makes a point here. I like the perspective he gives. He says, in this Munajat Sha'bani, he says, فَشَكَرْتُكَ بِإِدْخَالِي فِي كَرَمِكَ Allah, I thanked you when you guided me that you entered me into your karam. You honored me. وَلِتَتْهِيرَ قَلْبِي and for the purification of my heart, from what? Min awsaqil ghaflati ank. From the filths of ghafla of you. So the heart gets dirty. It gets dirty. What happens when you get dirt on something? You can't see anymore. You can't see properly anymore. Yeah? That is exactly ghafla. A person who is intoxicated, the brain can't function. This, their mind is covered with the intoxication. The mind isn't working properly anymore. So this, these are the things. Now, he says, he makes a good point here, which inshallah, we can develop these perspectives and remember these things. He says, look, when I am ghafil, if I look at my body, I might even take a shower before and scrub my whole body down. And I have no filth on me. So, but I might be ghafil though, of God and the path of God. So when the Quran or the du'as tell us that this is a filth, it's metaphorical, right? It means it hinders your sight hinders your, uh, you registering things properly in your mind, right? That's what it is. It's metaphorical. He says, no, we got to break out of this little kindergarten understanding of things, that these things are metaphorical. He says, why do we have to look at things through the material lens of this world? Why is our criteria and standard this life and the material of this life? No, the barzakhi eye and what the barzakhi eye sees is what matters, is what is reality. And that's why the person who is ghafil, that moment when they are ghafil, if you were to take them to barzakh or qiyamah, there's actual filth on that person. So this is not majaz, he says, this is haqiqa, this is actual truth. This is not metaphorical, it's not figurative language here. Yes, for us who are in the wrong realm, <laughs> it's metaphorical. We don't understand that everything about us is metaphorical though, because we're in the wrong place. If we were in the right place, it was all truth actually. It's all truth. And I mean, like you'll have these types of things throughout the Qur'an, and these ulama point those out. 
to the point that even like <sighs> the walls and the trees and all that are saying tasbih for us is metaphorical but if we understood as a matter of fact just the other day who was it I was reading this from from Allah I was reading this that one night his wife says he was out walking at night just you know looking at the sky and walking and I said oh aren't you going to rest he said I can't fall asleep the noise of the tasbih of all creation is keeping me awake is this majaz? Is this metaphorical? Or is this... F- no, no, no. We don't have the senses for it. Right? If we did, it was haqiqah. It wasn't majaz. Metaphorical. Anyway, he makes this point right here. He says it in like two lines though. He needs to explain it. Like people who read might not get it. What he's trying to get at. But he does something that ulama are always pointing out. The, the story of... Uh, the story of Khidr... Uh, I'm going to go over my time too. Of Prophet Khidr, when they reach the and Prophet Musa and Prophet Khidr, when they reach that, they they come to that wall that was going to fall. They come to a wall that wants to fall. Wants to. The verse says Yuridu. Yurid means comes from irada, which means to want something, to will something. So what will translate? It'll say wanted to fall, meaning it was about to fall. Ulama say stop here No 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 Even the wall has a will <laughs> Right You're just living in the wrong You're just seeing things the wrong way And you say that's metaphorical Dude you're metaphorical <laughs> Yeah That's what we're trying to I mean once again I sound uh, Sounds all nice right now But you know um, Once again I don't I'm not the person to talk about these things But uh, But this is what we're supposed That's what we're here for In this life to break out of that metaphor, what's the infinitive of metaphorical? Metamor- metaphoricalness that we're living in. Okay? Meta- meta- what is, is, does it have an infinitive or not? Matrix. Oh God, this guy went to the matrix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to maybe break out of that matrix that we think is everything, but as a matter of fact, is nothing. That's what we're here for. You see ulama say this, that the whole point of here is he brings us to the lowest levels so that we can get to the highest levels. Brings us to the lowest levels of potentiality, so we can actualize all the potential we have, because once that happens, it becomes all Allah. Yeah. Those of you who are in the Death and Barzakh course, I said in part two, there are some things that you know we want to talk about, where the point of all of this journey that we're on is to get to pure Tawheed and Allah, oneness of Allah. In its specific sense. Anyway, he says that this ghafla is what allows the outer enemy to get us, which is shaitan, which is anything else out there. If the ghafla is gone, then it is impossible as if. That's how the, he sounds. He sounds like he's trying to say that it's impossible for the outer enemy to get us. To the point, to the point that ghafla even in this life affects the natural world and the animal kingdom even so for example shaitan the outer enemy meaning shaitan other people that are are, are problematic individuals whatever it is out there he doesn't say the nafs nafs, yeah but I'll say in my opinion he might even say the nafs won't get the best of us if you don't have that ghafla that's a very good question I didn't think about this because if ghafla is not there, no enemy, inside or outside, can affect us, you know? 
The point he's trying to make though is this though, because he goes, he makes it about the animal kingdom, which is interesting to prove his point that this ghafla is so bad that it can even affect the animal kingdom. Now these hadiths might be metaphorical or not, I don't know. But like ma min tayran yusadu fi barran wala bahar wala yusadu shay'un min al-wuhush illa bitadhi'ihi al-tasbih that there is not a bird that is hunted in the sea or on land. And there is not anything of other beasts and animals that is hunted except in the moment of ghafla that it's hunted. But it doesn't say ghafla. Tadhi'ihi al-tasbih the fact that at that moment he wasn't doing tasbih. Now this might be a hadith to show us how important it is not to be ghafil or it might be more than that and it might actually mean that the bird gets shot when as a matter of fact that moment <laughs> that moment he was having some of those seeds that you know you don't find anywhere else. Said, Man this is good seed. Have you noticed when they eat really fast they must be enjoying it right? And that's the moment he gets shot. It became dunyavi as if you know. That lightning does not strike the one who is doing dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yeah. He goes on, he says, Being ghafil, being ghafil, being ghafil, being ghafil, like the brothers who just entered. No, okay, I had to, I had to say that. I'm sorry, guys. Being ghafil, this, he, he, he draws a comparison between fiqh and akhlaq. Fiqh and spiritual wayfaring. He says, look, I'll give an example. Let's say we have a revert or a convert, right? Lots of times these people, they've just embraced the faith. So they will be unaware that it won't even cross their minds that there might have been a ruling in this regard as well. It's not their fault and they will be excused. Right? If someone says, I didn't even think that, you know, Islam might have something to say about seafood, for example. Right? I thought Islam was, you know, a matter, uh, uh, something that you have in your heart. You remember God, you pray, you fast, all this. I didn't think there would be something there. Right? So there was an excused, of course, negligence there. It's not their fault. If it was me, I'd probably be even more negligent. That, that word shouldn't even be used, okay? I'm just giving an example so we get what he's trying to say, okay? He says, this was an issue. This was a mawdu' it's called. Eating lobster, for example. Alright? Right now we don't have, I, don't, I can't think of ulama who would say it's halal. Ayatullah Fadullah in the past, he believed it's halal. But usually, Maraja says haram. So I'm just going to use that example, okay? This person, because of his or her ghafla, never even crossed their mind, there might be a ruling here for this. There might be a hukum for this mawzu. He says akhlaq is the same thing. Spiritual wayfaring is the same thing. You will have issues within you that come up. If you are ghafil completely, you won't even think there's something there for this state that you're in right now. For you to ask an akhlaqi uh, teacher what to do in that state. A person who's ghafil, this happens to them. A mudu' will come up, but the hukum will not be sought because of the ghafla. As a result, this person is not off the hook. right? This person is not off the hook like the person who didn't know the fiqh. 
because when you have been brought into existence, you have no excuse to be negligent of what the purpose of existence was. Versus a person who becomes Muslim and slowly is learning the fiqh. It's a different thing here. You're a Muslim, you're a mu'min, you know there's guidance, you know there's a purpose in life, yet you're still negligent. And of course, saying all of this, we understand that ghafla can have different maratib, different levels. Right? He might get to it later. Uh, we're not going to talk about this now. Then you might that there might be levels and stages of this as well, ghafla. Some people, their ghafla will be the exact opposite of other people's ghafla because of how high God they've gotten. For some people, I've said this before, you might have heard me say this. I heard Ayatollah Misbah say this himself. He said that for some people, it's not even wajib, haram, mustab, makruh, mubah. It's wajib and haram, that's it. It reaches such a point for them. Once again, talking about these things sounds nice, but something to something that someone has to attain and achieve. Then he moves on. That I'm not going to have time to get into this. I'm going to end it. I'm just going to uh, just touch on it a little, so that we're ready for next time. He talks about the fuzul and the aqul. Fuzul comes from fuzul means extra, something that's extra. In Farsi, we have someone who's fuzul doesn't mind their own business, right? But it's, there's a reason why that person is considered fuzul. Oh, they're considered fuzul because what they're doing is extra. It's not necessary. Yeah, He talks about something, uh, something that I also want to kind of <coughs> expand on a little bit next time that we might be struggling in our communities with that we have to be aware of, inshallah. Yeah, so I'll leave that for next week. I just want to end on time. So next week we won't, uh, next week we won't have a session. Yeah, um, I have some things going on. And so I'll be very, very busy. Even today I was, I barely made it. So um, next week we won't have a session, but the week after, inshallah, we will. I hope nobody shows up because um, the poster says clearly it's only November, what's today, 19th? 19th, and it goes for December, the first Tuesday of December, inshallah. Walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Salawat.